This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. So what human topic have we got today? So we thought we'd delve into auctions. Auctions. Yay. Yay. Exactly. Um, So, Jay, Mm. have you ever bought anything from auction? No. No. (laughs) Have you ever bought anything from auction? Not yet. Nice. And? Matt, have you bought anything from auction? I have, actually. You have, actually, yeah. I We've talked actually. about it. We have talked about it on the podcast before, haven't we, your little deal? I have. I actually went through a phase of being quite pally with an auctioneer, and um, I was able to wangle one particular deal uh, out of auction conditions. Um, so I took it because the vendor was faffing it had been repossessed by a bank and the bank was faffing with getting it into the auction etc etc and um, I was able to put an offer in whilst they were sorting themselves out and the auctioneer just like said yeah it's fine we'll just take it outside the auction and put it in our normal um, normal sale so that was quite straightforward Uh, bought that plot of land no money down literally um, which is another story entirely Um, (laughs) um, yeah lost me money in the end but it was, oh. it was it was a great deal on day one. Two years later, it was an absolute nightmare. Oh, that one. Okay. That one. Mm. Yeah. Um, learned a lot. It was a relatively cheap lesson, actually, to be fair. Um, oh, I don't know. You, you didn't have to listen to yourself for two years. That's a really good point, because that one did crop up in Convo quite a bit, didn't it? Yeah. It did, it did yeah. yeah. It was an expensive lesson for the rest of us. <laughs> a very hard-earned lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so say so i suppose the, the lesson from that one then of getting that deal was just going to the auctioneer's house or not house but um the auctioneer's office i don't know why i the house hey, how, 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 how pally were you with this auctioneer exactly. not that pally. But, uh, to the extent that he, he quite liked he quite likes me and and was helping me out um, I don't even know whether he still works there. It's been a very long time since I've approached him. I don't really know whether auctions have offices that you can go into very very much these days um, with you know, the host of online auctions, etc. It's not like they get out and about in, into rooms. Mm. Like, um, yeah, but the, the second one I bought at auction was, uh, I, I went to um, an auction with a mutual friend of ours, Owen, and um, I have talked about this in the podcast before, probably like 100 episodes ago or something. But um, it's where we went to buy a couple of houses in Burnley and they went for way over what they're worth. Um, although they'd probably be doubled in value by now, actually thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and um, we didn't get those. And then I saw another property in auction for Warrington, um, which didn't sell. And uh, I randomly got chatting to the owner in the lift on the way home, on the way down to the car park. Um, and then we managed to wangle the viewing um, the next week and then um, offered on it um, before it even kind of gone gone to the room the second time. So I bought it after the auction when it hadn't sold and they put it back in for the next auction. So I bought it before that one. So um, that's my before and after the auction 
kind of story. Um, and that one's great. Bought it for 87, spent about 90 on it. Uh, it's now worth 220. That's nice, isn't it? That's a nice, tasty little deal, that one. Nice little tasty deal. Exactly. Mm, very attractive. Yeah, very nice. I remember that one. It's one of my favourite because it was a cannabis factory. I just enjoyed that. I forgot that little about that minor point. Yes, it yeah. was a cannabis farm, and um, also a few other things around that. The uh, yeah, there was water streaming in, so we had wood rot, which um, we had to take care of in the mm. bay window. Live we, cables. I'm sure there were live cables floating around. I was getting there. Yeah, yeah. We, on pretty much the first day of rip out, the electrician went into. Uh, um sort out the electrics and, and get everything plugged in and, and realized there was a live cable um where the meter had been chopped off by the previous occupants and uh yes yeah, so i just heard this shout of everybody out wow. and uh, we all vacated the property and uh yeah the um energy yeah energy provider was there within the hour to <laughs> um, uh, to chop it off they basically dug a hole in the in, in the path going up to the house with a massive chainsaw essentially and chopped it off so that um it was there was no live cable going into the property um i don't know what they did from that point on but uh i think i just capped it mm. yeah so just don't, don't go digging holes in, in, my, in my driveway yeah i've never i've never been successful at an auction anytime i've ever been I'll, i will say yet yes yet yeah. because we're very close yeah. and anytime yeah. i've ever been to an auction either online or when we were able to get into the room to do them um you know the properties always went for a hell of a lot more than i was willing to pay exactly. for them exactly this is my thing with them yeah yes so it's it, it would never i've never been able to find anything and then i think i just lost interest in it after that mm. um after the first five or six times i got bugger it plus a lot of the stuff now like we talked about earlier before we started recording a lot of the auctions are these new modern auctions mm which add about, what, six grand as a minimum to the fees uh, or to the cost of the purchase of the property. And when you're buying a little tiddly buy to let, it's only worth 50 or 60 grand and you have to stick an extra six grand on top of it. It suddenly doesn't make it work as well anymore. Um, and I, I don't understand why management, or sorry, uh, let sales agencies are actually doing it that way. I don't understand why their preference is to put them into modern. Um, I, th I, th I think you do understand why. <clears throat> Because you get idiots walking, sorry, you get people who don't know any different or better walk in who are just thinking, oh, I'll get this property auction because it's bound to be cheaper. It's convenient because obviously they can do it from home with their slippers and their cup of tea. And they probably haven't done their due diligence. And I think they rely on the fact that mm. people will just not have considered those fees into their total numbers and will just suck it up. I actually do. I mean, it's pretty, auction houses, you know, historically are not the most ethical of places. You know, they do, they have their own way of operating. And I think, but you know. These are not, are they still auction houses though? Because it's modern auction. It's not an auction house as such anymore. It's more like an estate agent. It is, but it's still, yeah. you know, I, I would describe an auction house um, as being an operative online, you know, like um, it's still an auction house. It's just that the platforms change. So what's the one up north that we use? Um, Patterson's, you know, they're an auction house, you know, um, 
and they still operate online. Um, I don't know if they are back in the room because this is the thing. It's like it's shifted, isn't it, since COVID? I think it's yeah. So you've you've got the normal auctions that would have been once in the room are now online, but then you've got the new modern auctions which are all online. All, anyway. all of them, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like it's created this sort of like thing because you can have the modern method of auction in the room as well, but they're not happening. And you know, I don't know if they will return. I think some of them are happening. Mm, I don't know. I thought, the whole point is... of the, I thought the whole point of the modern method of auction was that it it was an auction over a longer period of time. It so is. Having that in the room doesn't make any sense. That two the two month window. So um, or generally speaking, although it does vary from from um, house to house. But like, yeah, I, I don't know what the value is of having. you, But you can have a modern method of auction in the room. It exists. It doesn't sound very modern. No, it doesn't. That does sounds, it? That sounds like. Um, like <laughs> the original method of auction is like well there's a hammer <laughs> oh, nothing better than the gavel coming but hang on no no it's not it's not a gavel it's a, it's a modern gavel it's a modern gavel yeah, it's yeah. A modern, is it a mouse yeah. it's a, it's a <laughs> mouse <laughs> but i think it's like the modern method of auction i don't think is defined by where it takes place i think it's to do with the this construct of the sale like it's i think what it did was it just reviewed the turnaround time because that 28 day traditional completion is a lot of pressure for the finance for the legals it's like you know huge amount um so, well yeah put you under pressure back against we'll get it done um yeah. But at the same time, I think the, you know, there was a lot of, you know, um, there's a strong argument for extending that window of time and making it two months, which is where I think the modern method of auction sort of had its um, its inception. But of course, it's it was able to go online as well. So, so and are, we modern- say, are we saying that the modern method of auction, the idea is that it's opened up auctions to people buying houses for themselves because they're more likely to be able to get a mortgage on it yeah within that time two which, month period yeah so you know that two month period so basically what you're doing is you're paying for the privilege of, ta- of of having the time to buy the house um and therefore the the vendor i'm just thinking about this from different perspectives the vendor is incentivized to do it because the sale is more likely to go through within that two months whereas in that four weeks the sale could still fall fall apart but granted the yeah, the buyers potentially going to lose their deposit um so yeah maybe that there is an incentive I, I i still don't see it being a strong one because it means that their house is going to be essentially sold sold for six grand less than it would have been or maybe like three or four grand less than it would have been um if they just had the normal auction fees which um, you know the reason why we're talking about this is because Niall and i are currently looking at quite a few things at auction and um by the time this comes out we're hoping that we will have uh, uh, secured one or many um of these so and to so say so, yeah the auction fees in that particular case are only 1200 or 1250 so mm-hmm. and that's on a, a well-known auction house so um that in a london auction house as well so um it surprises me that the online auction is so expensive like five grand plus fat as a minimum um yeah convenience isn't it i don't i don't yeah, I, I, pre- I appreciate that there's convenience for some people, but I just don't see how it can justify such a high cost. I just, I just don't get it. Mm. The overheads can't be as high as, as hiring hotel rooms or staff. And, no. Yeah, so um, what, what, what exactly is it covering? What, what, are the, what are the fees for? Yeah, good question. What are the fees? They'll, be paying, they'll still be paying to put it in as well. So uh, Getting paid twice. 
gets paid twice. Yeah. But I just want to go back to something you said a minute ago, Joe, about all auction houses not being that ethical. And I, I, I'd probably caveat that and just say, I'm, I'm sure that's not. I didn't say that. That was not what I said. I said they've got a history. There's a history there of like non-ethical behaviour where trading standards have got involved and it's been, yeah. you know, they've righted their wrongs over the years, I think, because it's become more regulated. But yeah, there is a there is a history there. There is, but, but, but I think the, the point is that because because auction houses are one of the only places that you can probably sell a property which has got that many problems and for a sale to be guaranteed, um, people might blame the auction house for advertising something which people then later realise is, uh, yeah, it was a massive lemon, but actually it's still always going to be the buyer's fault because they always buy as seen. So you've got to do your own due diligence. Yeah. And if someone's listening to this going, I've not bought an auction before, I'm, I'm exploring it. Um, uh, what our top piece of advice will always be, get the legal pack, yeah. get it checked um, by a solicitor. Um, like, actually, I've read one today, which I don't see the point in it to a solicitor because it's about five lines long and it all makes sense and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and there's, there's no way, but I'm, I'm experienced. I've read a lot of this stuff before. Whereas if you don't know what you're looking at, you definitely get solicitors to look at it. There's one legal pack which I looked at today, which I do want to just get a sense check to make sure that it says what I think it says. Um, but I would still probably proceed on that basis, um, knowing that, assuming that I know what I'm looking at. Um, but the, the main, one of the main reasons I want to get checked out is because a lot of the time, well, th this wording is in ye olde English. Mm. It seems like they say the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so, so this person and this person and the other person of this person has this blah 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 blah. Uh, a person of a person. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just understanding to make sure. Okay, so what you're trying to say is this person can do this. Okay. Yeah. Or more so, importantly, this person can't do this. Or this like... person can't can't do this exactly. Yeah. Or, or you have you have to give this person rights to do this on your property, which is the yeah. case the one that I've I've just read, which again is common sense based on in this particular example uh, of of a shared driveway. So um, it just sets out the, the the restrictions, so you couldn't necessarily build on it on that particular bit. So that is knowledge, but I know we're not building on it, so not a problem. Mm. Um, so get the yeah. project and have your money lined up on day one, mm -hmm. and because you have to have your money to exchange. But as you said, Joe, um, you need to make know how you're going to finish. Yeah. Sorry, I had a really loud motorbike go past. Did, it, did you hear that? I wasn't sure if my no. microphone picked it up. Okay, carry I, I, th I thought I thought you were re responding or reacting to something Matt had said because you were like, hang on a second, joke, Matt red. said I said this. <laughs> yeah. It was really loud. It was so loud. It was like it was in my kitchen. I was like, what the hell? Anyway, you, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's that. Um, and um, yeah, I think also. What about what about going to see the property? Exactly, that's where, exactly where I was I going. Yeah, yes. and I wouldn't delegate that to somebody else. I think you have to have your eyes on it, and I think it's always because the thing is with auctions, right? You can always assume there's probably something up with them because they've ended up in, in the auction for a reason. Either someone wants to get rid of it quick, or it's not really open. It's not able to be sold on the open market. So you're already kind of forewarned going in. So having a builder with you or somebody who's got you know a really professional set of eyes on what could be up is really helpful so obviously you've got the legal side which comes out in the legal pack but then you've got the construction side which comes out in your viewing and I think having those two covered gives you a little bit of protection before you bid on anything 
I think it depends on what you're planning to do with it. If you're planning to buy something where you, you, you're trying to do minimal works for the property, that's where you open yourself up to more risk because you're not going, you're not planning to fix any issues. Whereas like the ones that we're looking at, we're looking at hundreds of thousands of pounds of work. So we factored in a lot of contingency. And if the building fell down in the middle, we, we've probably covered it already. So um, it's- We don't, we don't want that to happen by the no. way. We're, 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 contingency is, you know, just the last resort we don't want to be using that contingency if we can help it exactly um but, but obviously with a contingency if we don't use a contingency then that's the bonus um but if but if the house did fall down in the middle which has happened to us before oh god has it really well it was the builder kind of builder's fault that it fell down well yeah the, the builder, the, the, this is this is going back to cowboy builders if you if you look back loads of episodes talking episode about six and um talking about um, the property, one of the projects we had in Warrington where um, it was, wasn't a auction, um, where we got a builder on site and for various reasons, we ended up not doing the amount of due diligence we, we should have done on this builder because of how we came across him. Um, and he ended up being a cowboy. And um, But because we weren't on site every day, he was literally taking liberties with the building and basically pulled the whole thing down, except for the front wall and the, and the side wall. Yes, the building was not structurally sound, but his solution was we're going to rip it down and build again from the inside out. Uh, whereas um, there, there were probably other solutions. But he was saying like this wall we thought was going to be double skinned. It's only single skinned. Look how easily it falls over and pushes the wall over in front of us, in front of me and my dad. I'm just like, what are you doing? I would just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, 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 we're a bit dumbfounded going, what the hell is going There's obviously like the, the, the damage had been done. So we're just like, we, we've got to get, get resolved. Um, and it was, it was at that moment where we had decided he was going. Um, he, didn't know, he didn't know it yet. But um, at that point, we brought in a project manager to manage him out in a way which got us to a certain point of the, the build. So he actually spent the money we'd given him. Um, and then and then we hand that over to wow. the builder, which did a good job in finishing it. That's insane. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, wow. <laughs> it's, no it's, 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 it's one of our best best properties now. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's not going to fall down in a hurry now. Well, because, true. <laughs> because I saw, push, I saw the number. You can, you can push those walls as much as you want. They're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, so going, going around with the builder is definitely, um, yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like you say, the two things that are going to be wrong is either something structural um, or something legal, generally speaking, right? So, you know, which then has an impact on the financial. So it's, yeah. those are the three elements that you just need to, to do and just, yeah, that's, that's, that's it really, isn't it? And, and then just kind of, oh, this is another thing, because earlier on when we were talking... Like you've got these three properties that you're considering um, purchasing at auction. Like to say Matt's excitement levels are off the charts, little understatement. Like you just feel that kind of level of like, oh, anticipation and I hope we get them. And, and I think with an auction, the theatre of that emotion is so much more heightened, whether it's online or whether it's in the room. I think the, the, there's something, I don't know, there's just this real anxiety. This it's, the time, it's, the time, it's the time pressure. It's like, okay, yeah. so we've got a time pressure. It's going to auction. And there'll be people going, oh, yeah, we've got four weeks before the auction. We're going, actually, no, we want to take this before anyone else has got a chance to appraise it properly. Yeah. Um, that's where we want to get to. 
and um we because we've been aware of this these properties for about two weeks before the they were announced at auction yeah because of our contacts so um getting it will be because of them on the ground um but we've yeah we still need to get that the final sign off which currently is the builders because we've they've had our our estimate now for a week or just no just under a week and um they are sense sense checking that to make sure that they agree um and giving it yeah a proper once over so um our contact has a construction company in the area as well so um uh, we are just trying to make sure we build in as much contingency as possible to find that like highest offer because even the offer we put in they might say no we want to wait to see if we get any more they oh, will get more mm -hmm. um but i think the benefit the position we're in is that they said they have said that they will come back to us for a counter because they know how much how long we've been working on it how serious we are and they've seen the bank statement which means we can buy it for cash so um we are hopeful as you say it's that excitement of the the, the, the theater of what if someone else gets there first mm. what if someone else does something stupid yeah. and outbids us um, and because this is going to auction, that person's pretty much buying it regardless. Whereas in other scenarios, we'll be like, well, if they outbid and they realize that it doesn't work, it's going to come back on the market. Then we can it sweep comes back rounds. Yeah. We can sweep in later and, and take it. But in this instance, it's like, well, now's the opportunity. This week is the opportunity. Um, let's make sure we don't sit on our and rest on our laurels. Um, and uh, to be fair, or, or, or sit on the beach. Or sit on the beach now. Yeah. I'll be happy to sit on the beach. <laughs> I mean, you Auctions on the beach. beach. That's the future. That Ooh. is the future. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Maybe there are auctions on the beach somewhere else in the world. You know, I'm sure know. in like Barbados, they have auctions on the beach. I'm sure. Or yeah, they're, they're online. <laughs> yeah. You're on your deck chair on your sunbeds. <laughs> That's so silly. That's what <laughs> That's what the future of my business looks like. Oh, I'm sign me up. Like I'm in. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I I I don't like sitting on the beach for too long. I get bored. Yeah, but you, you don't but you, you'd have your laptop with you, so you wouldn't get bored. That'd be my favorite. Whenever I end up sitting on the beach, I kind of sit down, I listen to some music or I read a book or do some puzzles. And after about an hour, I'm like, okay, my brain's kind of chilled out a little bit. And I was like, right, okay. Oh, that's an idea for a book. Oh and my then god, just, I'd kill you. That was Barley, and then that, that book came out of that. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so like we're about time, it's about time for um uh, another one. It is, yeah. You go on holiday. That's where your ideas are born. I'm the opposite. I literally just I just let my brain go where it needs to go, and it's just you know, it's really switched off. I sleep heaps, I just kind of yeah, I'm really good at doing nothing. I'm so good at it on holiday but it takes about three days to get to that point yeah I, I think I like I like a mix so I'm not I'm not as gung-ho as you are Matt when, I, when I'm on holiday or on the beach I, I can take a day out and just spend it doing nothing but then if I've spent too long doing nothing I do start to feel a little bit guilty um so when I was away I was still logging in occasionally and checking emails and catching up with the team and dogging in to do meetings and even to do the podcast and stuff um, just so that I was not feeling that anxiety. Oh my God, I don't feel any of that at all. I'm like, fuck them. 
<clears throat> I think maybe because of where we are, we're we're really busy. We've got a lot going on. Yeah. I think I think I, w- I think that's why I would feel guilty just taking the time out and not not being a team player when there's a lot going on. Nothing to do with it though, is it? Like I think I, I, the only reason I think I've I've evolved to that kind of allow myself to or give myself true permission to switch off mindset is because I went through mental health issues on the back of that of not doing that and that sort of you know like I actually had a full-blown burnout as a result of of that mindset and I think Mm. yeah I think it's a bit different when you're self-employed there you know you you sometimes you don't feel like you're ever fully switched off so I think there's there's always that element in, in it but I think if you're doing something because of guilt shame or you think you should that's a bit different from like actually giving yourself the permission and you know um and not worrying about those things. Like I, I really do think you 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 have to because you you serve your business in no way if mm. you don't. So anyway, that's not auctions. Let's get back. It's to not. Auctions. But just yeah. to, just to finish on yeah. that, it's not necessarily doing something work related. I think it's just doing something. So going and playing tennis or have you know doing a you know some scuba diving or something. You know, just some activity to break up the sitting and doing nothing. Yeah. Which I, I think most entrepreneurs probably struggle with for long periods of time because it's true um, so sitting in uh, but it's your brain does does need it so actually yeah you know what yeah just all i need is um an appointment go from appointment to appointment so appointment number one massage done but number two you know head massage point number three you know foot massage appointment number four what else can we massage (laughs) Um, <laughs> hang on <clears throat> yeah so uh oh I see what you're saying yeah I, I I get that like I think for me if I'm on holiday I like to have at least one thing that I know I'm doing that day uh, or it's like you know if you go to a resort and you know there's like I don't know you go to a really nice resort and there's like different restaurants on on the yeah, resort definitely. it's like oh well, tonight we're doing Japanese or like oh and, and then Wednesday we've got that booked in at, at, at nine and you're like oh and so like you, you you plan your entire day around like that event whether it's like yeah. a sport thing or yeah, yeah. And, and then you'd be like tick I've yeah no today. I get that no that I get yeah fully like, okay I my, my, today was worthwhile because I went to go see the Elvis impersonator <laughs> Yeah, we've lived. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was the honeymoon. And or like tick, um, the barman finally got my favorite cocktail correct. Oh, winning! What is your favorite cocktail? What is your favorite? What do you have? What's your thing? Right now, it's probably. I am a big fan of the Aperol Spritz right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good shout. Nice. I actually, actually won an Aperol competition. So I've got two big Aperol glasses and a free bottle of Aperol from Aperol by just, you know, when you're on the boxes, yeah. um, you just send off, you get a code and send it off. Uh, yeah, you have to colour something won. in. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> Orange. Yeah, yeah, in, in between the lines. Oh my God, it's so good. And you won, you won a little sort of off the bottle. Wow, that's really cool. That's Yeah, got the random email saying, you have won this. I'm just like, scam. Yeah, totally i'd have been like yeah like um click click this link to claim your surprise scam actually no <laughs> they, they don't come with a clicker link if you win one they just say congratulations can i just confirm this is your address to send it to or please can you send us your address to send us your aperol scam scam yeah <laughs> but no it wasn't you did it anyway you trusted the process so there was something about it which made it feel quite legit. real yeah legit. yeah i've just I'm had a complete i'm just going to bring this back to property imagine 
if you won property through competition imagine that like that could that could be the auction like you've all come in it it exists yeah it does exist what is that then what what format does that take you can buy like i've seen especially through lockdown there's like raffles yes you you buy a 20 quid ticket and the the prize at the end is to is for a house but is it like a for your own residential or is it an investment it's like a mansion so they, they generally do it with like really nice properties yeah. and their aim is to sell more more tickets than they would get if they were to sell it yeah. on the open, the open market. market yeah okay so for you you've maybe you maybe buy like 100 like tickets or 10 tickets or something and you spend like 200 quid yeah like, okay I'm, I'm in i'm in with a chance yeah um and then they go and sell like three thousand tickets oh, how many yeah 30 the lots and lots of tickets <laughs> yeah, but that's like a dream. That's like a dream house. So I'm, I'm talking about like in our industry. Can you imagine? It's like, yeah, you like there's, there's like, um, let's just say there's an auction or a raffle house per project type. So that, that's all it could be, right? Or, or done by like maybe not location, but do you know what I mean? Like you could, that would be quite interesting as a concept. You know, you sort of like you know that you need projects that are on, on the buy select kind of vibe. Um, so it's like single dwellings, um, a bit rundown, need improvement works, and in this area or something, or in this sort of catchment, um, it could be more of a postcode lottery, I suppose. Um, and then you just, oh, yeah, you fun. <laughs> be like, Fuck that, yeah. that could be the that could be the future method of auction as opposed <laughs> exactly. to the model. It's reversing it. It's like it's like they pick you, you don't pick the house. <laughs> I quite like that. It takes a lot of thinking out of the situation. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, even with the, with those dream houses, let's say um, you say, yeah, I'm going to put 200 quid into this. That could be a strategy because um, you could buy it. Angel money. It. Just buy it. Gamble uh, it. Yeah, but you buy it and flip it. Yeah, but you, you're not buying it. You're buying the chance to win it. That's like, there's lots yeah, of mindset. You, oh. you, could, you could buy a lot of 200 pound tickets and still end up with no house. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a there's a stats game here. Well, if there are enough houses be. being sold and you bought enough tickets across the board, um, <laughs> but, then, but then you have to work out whether you're spending more than the houses are actually worth. Exactly. In, in order to get it, and also the chance that you that you won't win any of them, um, because it is. Or you could just spend the same amount of money on the lottery and hope you were going to win that instead and buy the house with the lottery winnings. <laughs> you guys play the lottery? No, but you know what? Like I've occasionally. Stopped- do you do it? You still do it? Yeah. I've, I've, I don't remember the last time I bought a ticket, but um, my dad's philosophy of the lottery, I love it. He's got the whole sunken value thing. He thinks the longer he plays it, the more entitled he is to win it. So he's got this whole kind of... <laughs> but if I give up now, I'll, I'll win next week. I'll, I'll have won next week. He can't go back to zero. He's got to keep playing. <laughs> Otherwise your chances diminish. I'm like, pretty sure it doesn't work like that, dad. Um... Has, he got, has he got his numbers? Yeah, he does. He has to. He, he does. He mixes it up. So he's because he buys multiple rows. So he's got his steady row, um, which is his lucky numbers and, you know, the ones that mean something. And then he's got this little it's really cute. He's got this lottery pen. And what it is, is you sort of give it a shake like the actual lottery machine. And then in the actual stem of the pen, the numbers go down and whatever numbers go into the stem, he copies onto the lottery sheet, the little ticket. So, uh, so it's like his, his magic eight ball. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. But How many did... times has he won? 
Not money. Well, you'll get, you know, like everyone, like the odd sort of like 25 quid or whatever you win now. But he won, he got five numbers once and we were like, oh my God, this is it. Like he's got, that's it. You know, we're, we're in the money. And it happened to be a week where so many people across the UK had those numbers and he won 782 pounds and that's it. <laughs> it was like for five numbers. It's insane. So yeah, he was, um, yeah, we, could, we couldn't believe it. We were all sat there. It's like the next one. You know, when on the Saturday night, when actually watching yeah. the lottery was a thing. <laughs> you had nothing better to do than Saturday night. Just before Jonathan Creek came on. <laughs> yes, exactly that. That primetime TV. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I hope he does win one day with his long term, you know, got to be in it forever to win it. You know. Well, but if you're in it forever and um, I don't know what the odds are for your numbers. Come up, so his fixed numbers must come up at some point in the future, statistically speaking. Can um, I just say at this point, we have definitely veered very far <laughs> away from property. We Although so I, I did well, like the ticket, the, the, the raffle, the property raffle was quite interesting. Well, to be fair, it was me that brought it up, so I, I apologise, everyone. Property raffle is quite a big thing in Australia. So they, have, they do this all the time. There's always a house raffle, so you can go and do the nosy around. I think it might be part, a part of their marketing strategy. You say, oh, come and check out one of them. And, and they raffle off like a house in a housing estate. Right. Um. So this is the, the, the dream house. Um, and then you'll get in to see them. And then it, it, it draws uh, crowds to your development. So mm. if you're doing a development of, say, 200 houses, you could raffle one off uh, as, a, as a bit of a marketing ploy. Um, why not? Yeah. But yeah, OK. You, you, can, you can still make the same amount of money on that one. But you're, you're, you're spec- you get loads of people speculating. Presuming though that you the tickets at the right price and price and you get the right amount of buyers, otherwise you you've got to factor that into your budget. Potentially run it. Right. Let's yeah. do some sums. Let's say the oh house god worth, really. Let's say about let's say it's worth a million quid. Right. Yeah, you've got a nice big house worth a million quid in yeah. a, a nice-ish town in the place in the country. Which a million quid in most places in the UK is going to get you a really nice house. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so your tickets are twenty. Let's say twenty quid each. Really? I would, for, for to win a house, I would up the price. I think 100 that I, quid each. Yeah. Yeah. That's 10,000 tickets. Could you sell 10,000 tickets at 100 pounds each to buy it to, to win a million pound house? Might have to increase your ticket price, actually. That's a lot of tickets. It's a lot of tickets. Depends how wide your marketing goes. I reckon you could probably get close to that. But it's not just that. It's like it, it, there's got to be that level of demand for that type of housing and that type of. Do you know what I mean? Like you need that, to do, you couldn't do it in the middle of nowhere. You need to do it somewhere close yeah. to a major city where. But, but, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, ten thousand buyers, you know. But, but you'd also have the but you have the speculative buyers as well. You have those people that are like, okay, well, actually, I would quite like to live there. Um, I live half an hour away, but if we were on the house, I just win the Sell house. It. And and the people that then would say it goes, I'm gonna spend five hundred quid on tickets and then if I win it, I'm gonna sell it. Mm. Yeah, no, totally. And I think, yeah, I think it would have to be done on like a yeah, a, like a marketing platform or something. So like, yeah, there'd be Facebook ads, there'd be all that sort of thing. Cause how do you draw in that many numbers? Like that's a lot. Or you up your ticket price. So it feels like, yeah. Yeah, because mm. also you, you you increase your chances of winning as well. The say. I thought a million quid house divided by 250 quid is 4,000. Okay. Like one, uh, yeah, winning one in 4,000 is much better odds than winning the lottery. Yeah, true. Yeah. So you have 250 lottery tickets. I don't know what the odds of winning a decent amount of money are. Yeah. 
and you could yeah listen mm, okay we, yeah we have, we have gone, gone off on a tangent so we just say we've reversed um, the auction i quite like that let's bring it back into uh, auctions then and start to round this off so um in summary then i think i like the idea of auctions because it means that things can happen really quickly so um you can be, you know, maybe go to two or three auctions and 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 not win anything and then your fourth auction you go and you, and you win something and then in, in in a month you bought it so you actually you you've in in that four month window you, you might have gone to yeah, you know, the open market had an offer accepted, and it takes seven months. Oh, don't! To I was just, to come I was just thinking, a house. Absolutely, I was just thinking how this is music to my ears. I was like, compared to my most recent purchase, like, oh, girl. So, so there's a, there's a kind of a method to the to the madness of so you keep going to auctions, and um, because because every time you go, there's a new opportunity to get something, and I think you know working the auctions is, is is a good thing to do. And there are auctioneers that will allow you to bid a lot in in advance. There's strategies that you can do where you can insure bids as well. So I know someone who does this where they put, a, put a, an offer in saying, um, if it doesn't sell at auction, we're happy to take it at this price. But if it does sell over this price, then we want 50% of the price over this price because we're insuring your mm. property at auction, mm. um, which is also a nice little strategy. Um, but you know, some of the smaller auction houses do that. Um, so it just gives, it just you know, buyers that level of comfort to, them, to know that their property is sold regardless hmm. yeah. yeah it's a nice little mm -hmm. strategy there but yeah so i like auctions because it means you can get property quickly and you could go from zero to 100 uh very you know from having nothing for 12 months to having three or four things which is kind of where we're looking to get to you know we haven't bought anything in six months so we want to get something you know, really over the line and, and quickly so auctions is actually quite a nice place to do it mm, yeah but we don't like the modern method of auction because uh, it means that there's yeah, it it means I just don't get it as we discussed earlier. Um, but yeah. just be careful buying at auction. I think those are the main points from today, isn't it? Yeah, but also I think the reason that so many people are drawn to auctions, like anything, and it goes back to the theatre of it because I've never bought at auction. And it's, but what I did love to do in the early days when I first got into property was to go along to auctions because yeah. it is so much fun, the intensity in that room. And just like I said, the theater of it, like sat at the side or stood at the back and just watching it play out is a really fascinating exercise. Are you, you feel like Martin Roberts? Yeah, I'm just stretching. So, but, but if you could do that, you could put your hand up in the air and stretch and you accidentally bid on something. Bid on the house. Yeah. I've actually never seen that happen. But I, I remember just, um, I used to go to, you know, I'm London based. So I used to go to the Savills auction at, um, in Grosvenor Square quite a bit. I don't, they don't hold them there anymore, the Millennium Hotel. And yeah, it must have been about four or five times, I think. Um, and I just used to, it, honestly, it was a great day out. But what's really interesting is how it evolves over the course of a day. Because in the morning, it would just be so alive. It would be like, you could cut the energy with a knife in that room. And then what's really interesting is watching the, the, the long stay investors who are just waiting for that lot to come up at the very end of the day. But they'll be in a room of like, you know, there's only about 100 people left and, you know, they're scattered about, whereas like the, and the crowds have really dispersed. And, and you actually see that that's where their strategy comes into play because they're hoovering up what they think is a deal at the end. And you're like, God, what due diligence have you done? Have you even gone see the bloody thing? Are you literally opening a catalogue and taking a punt? Like, what are you doing? I loved watching that as well, you know? So, um, 
and also the unsuspecting buyers you know the ones who just kind of you can tell they're less doing their 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 willies around like yeah I'm gonna you know trump this person the competition of it all and then you've got that really you know that that the, the, the buyer who's just got the backpack on with the back with the, the little cap and they've just like bought a 10 million pound house you're like dude like what's your story like yeah I love all that it's um yeah the unsuspecting one so I think for the theatre of it fine and I think it is worth going along and just experiencing auctions just just for a great day out before you even sort of buy so that you if they if you do go into a live auction room you've experienced that intensity and you kind of think ah you can plan how to handle that and how it potentially might affect you because that excitement we talked about a real thing where you just bid just winning is more important than actually so you're saying it's a good idea to follow a couple of the, the 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 lots just to see where they end up yeah I think I think it's just good like little paper exercise just to kind of go along and test it first and then I think it gives you a bit of a confidence boost uh, if yeah. you ever get in a live room I think so a bit of an insight into the mechanics of it and you know I've, I've forgotten I just remembered there was a bunch of lots that we were trying to win in the room uh, it's the only time we've actually bidded in the bid in the room because um, we, we found a row of terraced houses uh, <laughs> in, in Warrington and they were all up on individual lots and we had a plan to buy them all and convert them into flats. And they were really good. They were a really good deal at the numbers we were looking at. Um, and for some reason, they, they put them all in a diff- as individual lots. So um, we... Was it different owners? Uh, Surely not. The no, what's the coincidence same, of that? Same owner. Yeah. Same owner, different lots. And the auctioneer had taken that decision to sell them all individually rather than as a job lot. Um, and it worked for the owners mm. because um, they were, um, yeah, because people would like bidding and, and on the first one kind of bidding happened. And um, it was myself, my mum, my dad and a joint venture partner um, who was going to fund it. And we were, um, we were, the company was all set up. We were ready to go. Um, and we and we decided we couldn't actually bid ourselves. We didn't trust ourselves to bid. So mm-hmm. we've got a friend of a JV partner who lived locally to come and bid, who's an experienced builder and he's done it plenty of times. So we gave him the brief and we said up to this amount on every single property. Amazing. And um, so we, we were just sat at the back and he was at the side doing his thing, you know, yeah, doing that. And, we, and, we, and he, he would look over at us and be like, should we, should we go again? And we were just like, like non-committal <laughs> not non-committal like um yeah sure yeah, but but it was the it was the first one that went and we didn't win it we're just like okay do we want a four out of five it's like yeah okay we can keep going yeah we forget four yeah, but surely that depended on the location of them because if there was five and like the, the the one like you have to plan strategically like you can't but the thing is that, that, that all five went to three different buyers so um there was a guy there was a guy at the back who i think had bought three of them he was going around was it three different i can't remember there was a guy i think maybe maybe bought two of them and was uh, afterwards um he was going to the winners of the other lots trying to sell them on because he was like he didn't want he didn't want two of them he wanted all of them um so i, I don't know what what but happened. also if it depends which one you bought like imagine like you bought the three of the five you bought an end one and then somebody else bought the one next door but then you bought the two neighbor you'd be like oh no you've ruined it there's like a, I, I need the gap plug so I you, you, you want to which, which, which is what happens which, which is what happened yeah <laughs> oh. literally, literally i don't think anyone got two houses together oh stop it this is what i'm saying this is the nonsense that just 
no. <laughs> but the thing is, it, it got to the last house and um, we were just like, yeah, no, we don't want them anymore. I don't think he saw us because he kept bidding. And we were just like, no, don't <laughs> it. Yeah. Anyway, they, 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 because of the way the auctioneer had done it, um, I think the auctioneer did a good job because he did get the um, uh, the bids going. But the last one did go for quite a bit less than the first one. Ah, OK. Mm. Yeah. So he was relying on the sum of all the parts being a much better um, sale. Yeah. Which, which it definitely was. I can't remember the, mm. the numbers at all. But um, yeah, I just remember thinking the auctioneer did a really did a good job for their client. And yeah, I was annoyed yeah. by that. <laughs> Yeah, it's annoying because yeah, because you yeah you lose out. Like, because we we wanted to yeah you get buy all five as, as a deal, and we put in pre-auction bids, and they were like, no, they're going to take it to the room. Um, so we were bidding, but yeah, no. Cool. I think we probably rambled on for quite a lot there. About that was the most bizarre. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was proper human side of property. That one, <laughs> proper. Yeah, so then let's wrap it up there, and I'll say it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me too. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Podcast at outlook.com. See, See you on the next, next episode. episode.